BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's a live Memorial Day edition of Dr. Gina Primetime. Holiday celebrations capture attention around our country as we honor the veterans who protected our freedom. Dr. Gina is leading the boat parade and Ben Burkwab is on location with Roger Stone. Meanwhile, in D.C., students seem eager to sign a fake petition to cancel Memorial Day. MAGA rapper Bryson Gray and Drew Hernandez will tell us why. Clay Clark is working to get veterans working. We'll get his take on why they make amazing entrepreneurs. The latest headlines are all about the origins of the coronavirus. Dr. Gina sat down with Maureen Bannon on what Dr. Fauci really knows. All of that and more tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Welcome to Dr. Gina Primetime with a special Memorial Day live edition. I'm Karen Turk. Dr. Gina's on special assignment tonight. Memorial Day commemorates the men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice and lost their lives protecting our freedoms. It offers a unique opportunity to remember and appreciate our blessings as Americans. Former President President Trump delivered a Memorial Day message where he reminded all of us that all that we are is thanks to them. In honor of their sacrifice and service, there are celebrations happening throughout our country. In Jupiter, Florida, our very own Dr. Gina took to the water on the lead boat for the annual boat parade. Thousands of boaters showed their patriotism and proved that the MAGA movement is alive and well in the Sunshine State. Check it out. sitting in the open bow of another boat a little earlier and there were a bunch of little kids around the ages of 12 to 14 in the front of the open bow and I was just sitting with them and this beautiful I don't know if you can hear it but this Lee Greenwood song came on we all love proud to be an American I just heard him sing it at Mar-a-Lago a couple weeks ago at a beautiful event the president was there the 45 of course and and the, these kids knew every single word to this Lee Greenwood song and it just brought tears to my eyes. I thought, wow, this is this is really the next generation of um, of Americans. So Jack, what do you think of your first boat parade? Oh man, it's it's everything I expected and more. I mean, this is the the energy here is insane, you know. It, it's incredible to see everybody still coming out, you know. Uh, you know, as if as if Trump is, you know, it's like nothing ever stopped. Nothing ever stopped. Trump is still there. He's coming back, and I just love the energy here. It's awesome. So great. It's I love awesome. hearing that. And, and and tell me about your family and how how they would feel about today. Well, they would love to be here. They love Trump and they love everything he's done for our country, and they would love to be out here and support him. And your parents are are very active in your community in terms of supporting Donald Trump, and and your community is really a very active. Um, very, very pro-Trump community too, right? Yes, definitely very pro-Trump community. And and so what do you think 
What do you think your friends would think that they were here today looking at this big boat parade? Well, my friends have never been to anything like this, but they would definitely think it's crazy. I mean, they, they need to experience something like this just once in their life because it's honestly amazing to just see. Sounds like we need to get them here. Yes, definitely, eventually. What are the reasons why you became a Trump supporter? Well, um, I was just tired of seeing um, corrupt politicians in office, and I just love how Trump, you know, you could tell he wasn't your normal corrupt politician. He was a guy who just wanted to make America great again. Just beautiful. Ben Borquam was also on scene for a few special events this Memorial Day and at the parade. He joins us live. Hey, Ben. Hey, Karen. How, how you doing? I'm good. What a beautiful display of patriotism today in Jupiter. <laughs> you know, it was awesome. I actually had the honor and privilege of joining in uh, that celebration today. And really, um, it's, you know, it's Memorial Day. We honor the the fallen. This this isn't even about veterans today. It's about those who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Uh, but to be able to be out there, the reason we're able to celebrate is because of their sacrifice. God gives us our freedom, but those that uh, serve and sacrifice for this country are the ones that secure that freedom. And it, it was just incredible. And uh, that was just the second day. I was here yesterday as well. We had an amazing event at the We the People rally by uh, Women Fighting for America. Uh, and, and this is just a little bit of, of what we had there as well. Well, I, I'm the first one to let people know I'm not African-American. I'm not from Africa. I'm an American, right? Um, I'm, I'm an American that's conservative in value. So our country uh, is definitely making a major shift. And it's, uh, I always tell people, whoever controls the narrative, uh, controls the, the message, controls the narrative. And we know who runs all the major institutes in this country, the, the Democratic cabal. This is why we can shift from Black Lives Matter and then shift to uh, Asian hate. Stop Asian hate. And then now it's shifting to Israel. And ignore the fact that it's the, the per capita, it's more black people be, uh, attacking Asians. Asians. But we won't talk about that. They won't talk about that. Like it's, there's a lot of hypocrisies. A lot of people uh, covet, right? In, in, the, in the Bible, in the 10th commandment, it says thou shalt not covet. There's a lot of covetedness going on in this country. Um, like the two girls that hijacked the Uber Eats driver, the two young girls, took the man's car, wrecked it, took the man's life. They didn't, they're not going to serve a day in jail. So it, our country, there's a lot of things that are broken, uh, and there's a lot of things that are fixed. How do we get into the urban communities, like you did, and, and start making that change? Yeah, so you know, for us, we had the riots in 2015 because of the death of Freddie Gray and everything that happened with the poor police officer. So I saw that firsthand because my office was down the street from that. Um, but you know, just going through and talking to people and asking them, you know, what is important to you? And they usually have the same issues and the same problems that many of us Republicans have. We want safer neighborhoods. We want better school and education for our kids. And that's what we have to make sure we know that this is what we're fighting for. And we think we can get that way with less government we take more control of what we're doing and what we're teaching our children. You know, Karen, Karen, it was just a beautiful display yesterday and today of people that love this country. And you don't hear that from the left. From the left, it's, it's all propaganda. It's all uh, anybody who waves an American flag is somehow, uh, you know, a, a, an insurrectionist now. And it couldn't be further from the truth. What we've seen over the last four years is, is the exact opposite. People 
are standing up. They're fed up. They're fed up with this move towards socialism. I had an amazing interview with a woman from Poland whose family, uh, her mom actually got sprayed with blue paint when she went to church in Poland when it was under uh, martial law because they wanted to know who to arrest. They had forced people. They couldn't go to churches anymore. They couldn't stand uh, with more than two people outside. That was considered a group. It was considered a protest against the government. Now she's here in America and concerned that our country's going in that same direction. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was a beautiful day today and yesterday, uh, seeing people finally say, you know what, I'm, I'm not worried about what the left's gonna say, what the propaganda media is gonna say. I'm gonna stand up for this country uh, and they're gonna, you know, that's, I expect to see this more and more and more as we continue to go forward. I love that. It's a very optimistic viewpoint. Let's hope we see more and more and more of this because this is definitely the direction that our country needs to head in. Thanks so much for being out there today, Ben. Thanks, Karen. It's an absolute honor. I have the best job in the entire world. I am blessed. Thanks so much. And now we're joined by Roger Stone, who was out there yesterday and out there today from the parade and did a live event there. Roger? Amazing. An amazing display of patriotism. I've really never seen anything quite like this because the election is over, but the support for this president is still there. It's it's really extraordinary. Uh, there were literally not only thousands of people in the boat parade, but hundreds and hundreds of people lining the intercoastal waterways, waving American flags, waving signs, uh, reasserting their support for this president. Uh, it was an extraordinary experience. Um, you know, I've been to 10 Republican national conventions, but the boat parades here in Florida are the most incredible political experiences I've ever had. That's really incredible. And I know yesterday you gave a speech and made some predictions that are pretty important. What did you have to say yesterday? Well, it's interesting because for a guy who's not on Twitter, I was trending on Twitter yesterday. Of course, I was banned years ago. And I'm trying to warn people. A New York prosecutor in Manhattan, Cyrus Vance Jr., a partisan Democrat, is going to, in my opinion, fabricate charges against President Trump. They have gone through 30 years of his business records combing to find a crime. They have no probable cause. They have no real crime. They're going to fabricate the crime of, I think, bank fraud or tax fraud in an effort to indict our president. Why? Because they fear him because they don't want him on the ballot again because he's beaten them twice and they don't want him to beat them again. So this was a warning. Now, the way the media played it was Stone Associate Stone, uh, pardon me, Trump Associate Roger Stone predicts indictment. No, I predicted a fabricated indictment, fabricated charges, falsified charges. People need to be warned. This is, I'm almost certain, coming, and it's an attempt to destroy the reputation of Donald Trump even further because they don't want to face him in 2024. Well, Roger, I always appreciate your insight, and we're going to have to have you back on to talk more about that. But I really appreciate being out there today, and you're a true patriot. Thank you so much. God bless you, Karen, and God bless America. God bless America. Up next, Clay Clark was the U.S. Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year. His ventures have included bringing veterans into the workforce after the military. Clay says he realized early in his career that the military is the main protector of the economy and those who serve our country. And some of the best entrepreneurs that America can ask for are our military. He says we owe a debt of gratitude to those in service and that a free market economy wouldn't exist without them. He's joining us after the break. We'll be back with... Re 
got more Dr. Gina Primetime Live after this. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime, a special live Memorial Day edition. I'm Karen Turk, and Dr. Gina's on a special assignment this evening. What our service members do after the service shapes our country and economy in very impactful ways. The International Franchise Association reports that one in seven franchises are owned by veterans. Our service members... Our service members face unique challenges since they've not, not been part of civilian life for a portion of their careers. With over 200,000 military veterans returning stateside annually over the next five years, there's an opportunity to serve those who have served us. Here are some military members who are crushing it. In the service, I think you got to go do contract work, and that's the only thing out there for you. You're completely wrong. There is so much that is out there waiting for you, whether it's corporate America or even better, working for yourself, being an entrepreneur. And here are some tips from some of my buddies that have really successful stuff. But one thing you'll note, none of it came easy. You work as hard as you work in the military. When you get out, you will have nothing but success. Let's take a look. Hey guys, this is T. Land with Team Ronan. Ex-Special Forces Green Beret, 22 years, now run a company called Ronin Tactics. I'm Bill Rapier. I run American Tactical Shooting Instruction. I retired from the Navy uh, about three and a half years ago now, and now I get to travel around the country and teach uh, good Americans how to protect themselves and their families better. Hi, my name is Mono Claire, 25-year Navy veteran, and now I'm the owner of Centurion Arms. I'm Larry Rowan, U.S. Army Special Forces. I'm with KMFJMill.com. My name is Trevor Rowe. I'm with a company called Shadow Systems in Plano, Texas. Uh, in a former life, I was an Army Infantry Officer. I'm Nick Camalazzo's Marine Marine and a Marine Raider, and now I'm the director of the Raider Project. You know, any veteran should be able to go into any company and knock it out of the park. And joining us now is Clay Clark, who believes that our service members can be some of the best in the business. Welcome, Clay. Uh, providing me the opportunity to be with you and the veterans watching all over the world right now. Yeah, why do you believe that military members are, are, are the best as business owners? Well, I'll tell you this. I've had the opportunity to employ a lot of uh, retired military uh, members, and these people are diligent. It says in the Bible, Proverbs 10, 4, it says, God blesses the hand of the diligent and punishes the hand of the slacker. That's Proverbs 10, 4. And diligence is all about doing that PT in the morning when they didn't want to. It's all about sacrificing and following the checklists and the processes and the ongoing maintenance schedules. And it's all about uh, just delaying gratification and doing the right thing. And so when you take that same level of diligence and you apply it into the world of business, we've seen a lot of people be very, very successful after leaving the military. All they need is to find a proven system that will work for them. Yeah, and they, they really face some unique challenges when they when they come into the civilian workforce. What are some of those challenges that they face? Uh, well, I would say the average American's work ethic is uh, uh, sometimes not the best. I, I have found that um, when you're on the when you're in the military, you're on time all the time. I had one of my favorite employees of all time. He was on our team for almost a decade, and this guy used to get so irritated that people didn't start meetings on time and they just didn't do what they said they would do. 
And in the military, he said, you know, if you were late for a key meeting or a deployment or whatever that that situation was, he said there were some severe consequences. And so I think just getting a, adjusted to a world that is it's significantly uh, uh Okay, they're, they're much more okay with lax standards, I think, has been one of the biggest challenges that I've seen uh, ex-military as they try to work their way back into the civilian world, which is why I recommend franchising, by the way. If anybody out there is getting out of the military, I recommend that you would strongly look at buying a franchise. I, I think uh, OxyFresh, uh, OxyFresh.com is an awesome franchise. You know, Jimmy John's has done very well. There's a lot of vet-owned franchise owners out there that are doing very well. But I recommend OxyFresh.com is just one example I can think of. Yeah, and, and we were just talking about that coming into this with there's uh, you know statistic, I think it's one in seven franchise owners are former military. And I thought that was a great statistic to show what an important part they are of our entrepreneurial workforce. But a lot of, you know, military coming back here, especially after combat, you know, they have PTSD or other hurdles following their service. What can we do as a community to support them as they re-enter the workplace? Well, I always like to give uh, military uh, veterans um, discounts, not a hand out, but a, but a hand up. So I always like to give veter uh, veterans um, an opportunity that I maybe wouldn't give other people's my way of saying thank you. A lot of times they turn it down, but I think all of us can, you know, it's as simple as opening a door for a service member, offering to to pay for their tab when possible. Um, uh, try to hire military, uh, ex-military ex when you get an opportunity. I would just say everybody out there, we all owe a debt of gratitude because, um, yeah, you know, as an entrepreneur, my schedule's been tough and, and challenging, but there is no such thing as freedom without the sacrifice that these people have made, which is why I'm honored to always do what I can do to give back. And that's why this, uh, this Health and Freedom Conference that we're hosting in, in Tampa on June 17th, 18th, and 19th, we're doing half off for all military uh, service members. And if anybody out there wants to see General Flynn in person in sunny Florida, and who does it? June 17th, 18th, and 19th, you can get out to Tampa, Florida there. And we do half off for veterans. And we always do half off for veterans at our Health and Freedom Conferences. It's our way of saying thank you. That's great. I mean, besides going to the conference, what would you recommend to someone you know, who's being discharged from the military, you know, who yep. wants to reenter the workforce? I mean this sincerely. This is my action plan. I would give this to, I have a friend of mine I just spoke to yesterday who's going to be retiring in the next six months, and I gave him this advice, and I'd give this advice to anybody I know who's leaving the military, who's looking for a plan. Get on the phone and schedule a consultation or what's known as a discovery day with 10 franchises, at least five, okay? So, I mean, just look for ones that are already successful. Don't You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, Sports Clips is a great franchise, right? We've all seen a Sports Clips. Jimmy John's is a great one. Oxyfresh.com, OXIfresh.com. Schedule a discovery day. And the discovery day allows you to see what's called a franchise disclosure document where you can see, and this is regulated by the federal government, by the way, you can see the financials of the company, you can see their systems, their processes, and the fail rate, for non-franchises, according to Inc. Magazine, is 96%. 96% of non-franchise businesses fail within 10 years, and the reverse is true for franchises. Franchises simply succeed more often. So I would encourage everybody out there, if you're thinking about leaving the military and looking for a career where you can kind of own your own job and be your own boss, I would recommend you would schedule a discovery day with at least five different franchises. And one in particular I'd recommend is OxyFresh.com. I, I, I know the founder very well, and I've seen so many veterans do well with the OxyFresh.com franchise. 
That's great. I mean, it's obvious that you have a serious passion for this. And I'm assuming that there must have been a veteran in your life that inspired you. Who was that? Well, um, and I don't want to get super emotional, um, but every time I see the flag put up at a professional sporting event or any time we raise the flag, um, I, I, I get pretty emotional because I think about people that I know. My, one of my best friends, Joe, growing up, I mean, he was over, he was did multiple tur- tours of duty, was injured in action. I think we've all known somebody who we've lost. Um, I've lost multiple people I was close to uh, who served. And, uh, you know, their sacrifices allow my wife and I uh, to be the parents of, of five wonderful kids and to have opportunities. And it's hard to uh, focus on anything else. It's hard to focus on what uh, school to send your kid to or what sports they should be involved in, in or whether we should eat organic or not with the avocados unless you have freedom. And freedom is not free. And I just want to I always want to salute the men and women in uniform who've served for our country and I just want to say uh, thank you to each and every one of you watching right now because of your sacrifices. Uh, my day today was uh, uh, free, and I, I cannot uh, tell you uh, thank you enough. Yeah, it's it's an incredible day to you know honor those who have served and lost their lives. And you know I have one last question for you before we wrap up. Is you know with these two hundred thousand veterans you know positioned to reenter the workforce. What's one thing that employers can do to connect with these potential employees? I just think it's really important that you understand that when you hire a, a, someone who's coming out of the military, their daily schedule is very different. Their daily schedule was very different than your daily schedule. You know, my, my good friend, uh, John Ballinger, I just spent yesterday with him. He's a pilot for Marine One. Think about how cool that would be to become the pilot for President Trump's Marine One. That's what he did. He flew Marine One. And you, I asked John, I said, John, what was your schedule like? He says, well, you, I'm on call uh, seven days a week. Imagine what it would be like to be on call seven days a week, off, often going without sleep and flying around the president of the United States, right? You talk about the, the, the profundity of those expectations. And then you bring them into an environment where maybe you're asking them to do something that's maybe significantly less challenging. Just find out what they, they did what their daily schedule was like, and try to find a way to help them get acclimated into the civilian life in America so they can enjoy the freedoms that they've fought for. And big shout-out to John Ballinger, my friend. John Ballinger, thank you for keeping President Trump safe up there on Marine One. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Clay. We all have to be very thankful for freedom today. Amen, amen, amen. And thank you again for lowering your standards to allow me to be here on America's Voice. (laughs) Thanks. God bless America. Take care. We've got lots more coming up. The Watchdog Group Campus Reform just released a Memorial Day video on the streets of Washington, D.C. Students were happy to sign a fake petition calling for Memorial Day to be canceled because it glorifies American imperialism. One young man says, yes, please, when he's asked if the U.S. should abolish the military. The students' video responses will shock you. Bryson Gray and Drew Hernandez will be here next to discuss the state of this next generation. You're going to want to stay tuned. More Dr. Gina Primetime in just a minute. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
Welcome back to Dr. Gina live for Memorial Day primetime. I'm Karen Turk. Dr. Gina is on special assignment for the day. Campus reform hit the streets of Washington, D.C. to see if students would sign a fake petition to abolish Memorial Day. Here's what happened. I'm Addison Smith with Campus Reform. We are here in Washington, D.C. in honor of Memorial Day, a day where we celebrate the fallen men and women who have fought to protect this nation. But the question is, can Americans even still unite around Memorial Day? We're going to see how far they'll go. Well, they signed this petition right here to ban Memorial Day as a celebration of American imperialism. Let's see what they say. You know, we're talking about Memorial Day. Is this a holiday that you support? Is this something that you're going to be celebrating? Uh, I'm not celebrating. I don't think Memorial Day should be a thing that we celebrate personally. Okay, why not? Um, I feel like it's a celebration of U.S. imperialism and colonialism, personally. It's not like an attack on any individual, but more of a system. Absolutely not. Uh, I think it represents a lot of negative aspects of America and highlights something that you know people shouldn't necessarily be proud of. If we're going to honor and celebrate the dead, I think it should be those that lost their lives to um, you know genocide in America. Do you know why we celebrate Memorial Day? Um, I know it's like veterans. Yeah. Do you know why we celebrate Memorial Day? Not really. No. Um, to be honest, not really. Well, here to discuss this craziness is Bryson Gray and Drew Hernandez. Welcome to the show. Bryson, <laughs> Glad to be here. <laughs> this is shocking. You know, I know you've been involved with young Americans through your music and career. Is this just a bad sampling of this next generation? Um, I genuinely don't think so. I think we need to stop sending our kids to these indoctrination programs, a.k.a. universities, because this is how a lot of them come out. This is literally what they're being taught. Over 70% of professors are liberal to far left, and this is what they're teaching them. So, of course, if they look up to their professors and they're teaching them this, and this is what, they, this is what they, they're, they're going to believe. Yeah. Drew, you spent a lot of time in D.C. Do you, do you actually think this represents the thoughts of people on the street there? I think that might be an accurate assumption, especially like Bryce mentioned. You have a lot of kids that are being sent to indoctrination camps like he said, a.k.a. universities, um, but they're void of history. I mean, these people act like you know, World War II never happened and the Allies never got together and stormed the beaches of Normandy uh, and were slaughtered, literally, to uh, fight against Nazis, like real, real dictators, right? Real, real oppression in the world. And these people act like this stuff doesn't exist. That's who we celebrate on Memorial Day, people, veterans, uh, people that have been in service that sacrificed their lives uh, for kids like that to even be able to sign a petition and have that free. Really ironic. Yeah, it's, it's hard to believe. I mean, it seems like such a simple thing to understand. People that lost their lives defending our freedom and that we want to honor them. But Bryson, it seems like there's just an overall lack of respect for freedom. How, how can this young generation be just so out of touch? Well, not only is it a lack of respect, they actually think the people we're celebrating during Memorial Day are the bad guys. You you heard that one girl say, um, we should be celebrating uh, the, the, the people that were native to this country or whatever. They, they think the people we're celebrating are the bad guys. We're the Nazis. So we're the people, we're the evil villain, villains. So it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, people used to be, most people used to be patriotic and, and love their country. Now half of the country dislikes the country. And I don't understand how can we unite with people like that? 
Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It, it seems so simple. Again, you know, patriotic. You know, you think these kids would be, you know, raised to, you know, salute the flag and all these simple things that we were raised to do, but somehow that's missing. And Drew, you know, what what needs to happen now to create an understanding of how important, you know, the veterans that have served our country and those that have lost their lives for our freedom? What do we need to do for these kids? Well, I think the indoctrination is real uh, in these universities. You see it in high schools, you see it in junior highs. Uh, I think what's actually tragic about this is if you actually watch the full video, uh, that young man actually admits that when he went to university that his mind changed and he decided to start hating America because of the education he started receiving. I think parents need to start seriously waking up to the reality that they're not sending them to universities to be educated. Uh, they're sending them to universities to become uh, literally these people that have no idea what's taking place in uh, reality because they don't even realize that this is all by design. Uh, this is cultural Marxism. This is subversion in universities, and they can't even identify. I know sometimes it's funny to sit here and poke fun at it and like something that we can make fun of, but let's not forget that this is all strategically by design. This is happening in our universities. This is happening in pop culture. This is happening in the military, and obviously it's happening in education. It is literally just country from within. So I think families need to seriously get together, preserve their own values, and push back in the culture that's telling them that their culture is white supremacist to be patriotic, or it's a domestic terrorist to be a mega supporter or a Trump supporter. We need to just start saying no and being bold because that's not who we are, and they're the liar. Yeah, and Drew, I'm glad you brought up pop, pop culture, because Bryson, when I think of you, you know, I think about how artists like you are, are reinventing, you know, what pop culture is and, you know, inspiring young people to listen to types of music that, you know, are more patriotic and send a positive message. But, you know, the other thing that you talked about were parents, Drew. And, you know, I'm wondering, Bryson, where are parents missing the boat here? Shouldn't patriotism and a love for our country be something that's taught at home? Uh, the problem is when you raise children, especially in today's culture, it's not just the parents raising the children, it's whatever you're introducing your children to. So if you send them to the public schools, then they're going to be in that public school more than they're around you. So you have to just think which one is raising your kids. So I think where parents are missing the, missing the mark at is stop sending your kids to these universities. We already create more a different type of universities. The problem is conservatives don't own anything. People that love America, we're not in charge of anything, so we we can't even push propaganda. We don't have we don't have nowhere to push it. Uh, so stop sending your kids to the uni to universities. You're paying what a hundred thousand dollars for four years just so your kids can come out with no job but have a degree in gender studies. Yeah, I, you bring up some really good points there, Bryson. You know, the, the education, you know, again, if maybe if it started at home at a younger age, maybe wouldn't wouldn't have these problems in these universities, but these universities are indoctrinating these kids. And, you know, I know that I've seen you out at, you know, different groups that, you know, work with conservative youth, but what do we do to inspire these kids that maybe are on the left side of things to understand our position? Your music is making breakthroughs, but what's something else that we could possibly get through to them with? Uh, it can't just be music. It has to be every type of entertainment. Literally, the only way to do it, and a lot of people don't like this, you can't do it through policy now. It's too deeply embedded in American culture. You have to change the culture. Is it possible to change the culture? I don't know, but we have to at least try because if we don't, this problem is gonna get worse. You see college students saying that now, imagine what they're gonna be saying in 10 years, imagine 20 years, because we're going 
quickly for further and further left the, uh, the 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 more time passes. So. No, we are. It's it's a slippery slope, and you know I I want to be optimistic. It's hard to be optimistic when you see the direction that our country's going in. But, you know, so many generations have rebelled against the generation before. And, you know, for those of us that have children, that's something that we can all sort of relate to in some way. Do you think there's any chance that the generation after this one will maybe rebel and sort of lean right? Is that a possibility? It is possible if we start doing the necessary things to make it happen. Because if we don't control any parts of media and entertainment, if, like conservatives can't even get their message to anybody now. So it, until we realize that we have to create our own culture, so like this network, uh, Real America Voice, more things like this, until we realize that we have to do more things like this, I'm telling you it's going to get worse. I mean, that's the only way it can go. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, you've sang songs about censorship before, and um, I miss you on Instagram. I, I want to put that out there. I really miss you on Instagram, and I hear you were censored from Instagram this week. Yes, uh, I got banned at 250,000 followers. Uh, I do have a new account, and it's at 50K or almost 60K followers, but um, yeah, they took that from me. They gave me a strike on my YouTube for a song about hydroxychloroquine. Um, I made a song about it, and they actually banned my song from YouTube. So you can't even have free speech and music anymore. And I used to think that was a safe space. Uh, I'm currently suspended from Facebook for 30 days for uh, posting Bible verses. And, yeah, this is – what do you expect? Uh, face, you were banned from Facebook for posting Bible verses. I mean, that's just – that's mind-boggling. I can't say that I'm shocked based on everything else, but – you know, it's hard to believe that that can happen in this country where we're supposed to have freedom of religion and free speech. <laughs> free speech. I don't think we have that anymore in this country. I'm pretty sure. I, well, you can ban a rap song from YouTube. And, and, and when they ban it, they said it goes against the consensus of medical experts. So you can't even agree with a medical expert. You have to agree with the consensus of medical experts. So the majority of them, you can't agree with the people, the minority of them. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, and now we have Dr. Fauci who's come out and completely sort of redacted all these things that he said, which, you know, we'll be covering later in this show. Uh, it's just crazy, wild. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're facing this sort of censorship, but unfortunately it seems that you're uh, in good company with that. <laughs> hey, I, I expected it. Uh, I signed up for it. If I didn't want to get banned, I'll just, I'll just toe the lines correctly and be more politically correct. Uh, so the way I am, I don't compromise my belief system for anybody. So this is what comes with it. It does. And you got to keep doing what you're doing. You've been an inspiration to so many. And my hope in having you here, you know, covering this topic is that you'll continue to be an inspiration to the young people that love your music and perhaps some new listeners that might be, you know, leaning <laughs> to the left, perhaps to listen to your music and it'll inspire <laughs> them to lean right. Hey, it's possible. It has happened with many people. Uh, if you're watching this, I, I I use no profanity in my music. Uh, the reason I get banned is because people don't like the things I actually say. And I, I, I am a very controversial person. Uh, but I don't curse my music. I don't talk about killing people or selling drugs or women twerking. No, no, no. Rapping about my Christian conservative belief system. So uh, people, a lot of people have a problem with that. So I don't know. Well, thanks so much, Bryce. And keep making music great. And we'll be listening. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Coming up next, Dr. Gina sits down with Maureen Bannon to discuss the origins of the coronavirus and what the media hasn't covered. 
We'll be right back with more Dr. Gina Primetime Live after this. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime Memorial Day Special Edition. I'm Karen Turk, and Dr. Gina's on a special assignment tonight. Dr. Gina sat down with Maureen Bannon to discuss the actual origins of the coronavirus and what Dr. Fauci really knows. Here's that interview. Well, let's see what Maureen Bannon thinks about all of this. Maureen, thank you so much for letting us steal you away from War Room for a moment. I won't tell your dad that you're moonlighting as long as you don't tell him. We've got that deal. <laughs> Maureen, tell I won't me. Tell. It, it, Okay, okay, we've got a deal. All right, Maureen, you know, I, I, these Cuomos, you just, the, 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 the arrogance of these two, frankly, um, to say some of the things they say, um, is that why you want to know the origin of COVID? Because you think Trump screwed up and you want to blame China and Chinese people for COVID? This is the most ridiculous thing ever because when you really look at China and, and you take the, the rightest of right wing, at least the people with that reputation, people a little bit like your dad, right? He's the one who attacks the CCP, who has Chinese people in prison camps, right? So let's not talk about attacking Chinese people because this is really about defending Chinese people for most of the people I know on the right side of, of, the, of politics, who, by the way, got COVID in droves over in China and had nobody to really help them. A hundred percent. What Chris Cuomo is stating is a blatant lie. The war room and the people on the right have been calling out the CCP and they are the biggest advocates and supporters of the Chinese people. Back um, in on the January 16th episode of War Room Impeachment on Real America's Voice is when my dad started to talk about this virus. And then it shifted into the War Room Pandemic show on January 25th. So mm -hmm. we, we've been calling out on that show the origins, and we want to know, did this virus leak from that lab, and is it a biological weapon? Like, what is it that has been unleashed upon us? And it's such a fair question. But the left doesn't want you to ask that question. I think Chris Cuomo forgot some major facts here. Um, it's not conservatives push pushing this lab leak theory to begin with. It was Fauci, who mentioned it, at least in this round of media coverage, and the leftist media that is now suddenly talking about this, because by all means, if Fauci says it, then it must be like, you know, on stone somewhere in the Ten Commandments, right? And 100% true. And Peter Navarro put a memorandum out on January 29th outlining what President Trump should do, which included the travel ban from China to the United States. And Dr. Fauci fought Peter Navarro 100% the way on that. He didn't want to be truthful about his connections with the CCP. Peter Navarro and Natalie Winters have gone on to put onto the National Pulse that um, Dr. Fauci used NIH grant money to help fund the Wuhan lab, um, virology lab. And that was his beginning role as the father of the CCP virus. 
Um, and the only reason that he's saying now that it could possibly have leaked from that lab is because he has been backed into the corner. And if he does not admit, I mean, if he admits that it came from the lab, it, it will shred his credibility and expose the left for the liars. CNN has been covering this lie up of Dr. Fauci's for over a year now. And Dr. Fauci, not only are the deaths on his hands, but they're on CNN's hands for covering it up and not talking about this over a year ago. Well, and not to mention that the commission that President Trump had in place um, with many of his administration was immediately seized the moment that Joe Biden got into office. And now they're denying that. They're denying that it was intentional that they stopped it. They're trying to blame it on Trump and saying that the science wasn't really there and they didn't want to make people look bad. I don't even know. The lies are so bad. I can't believe people are actually stupid enough to believe this, Maureen. I agree, Dr. Gina. I think that they keep adding on. They can't keep up with their lies, so they keep adding on to the lie, hoping that the American people aren't going to realize that they have been lied to for so long. And the fact that CNN is trying to say that it is Trump's fault still and that he lied about stuff before, so they, he had no credibility, and that's why they didn't talk about it for over a year is also another blatant lie. And people need to wake up and realize that they have been fed lie after lie after lie by CNN and they cannot trust them. And then there's John Cena, the WWE wrestler Hollywood actor who turned into a pansy in the face of China. He called Taiwan a country instead of a Chinese territory. We all know this story now. Um, and the CCP went nuts and now he's begging forgiveness from China. Um, I've seen this over and over again in Hollywood. Um, they are owned in many ways. You can't write a bad script about about China. You can't include China in any bad publicity. You can't even really have uh, the government, the CCP mentioned in any way, shape, or form in a movie in a negative light, or they will make sure your movie is not funded for their Chinese release. I know you have thoughts on this. Um, I think that John Cena lost any credibility when he cowtailed to the CCP and made that apology. He should have stuck with his original statement, and it just shows that he he's afraid that he is not going to have a job in the media or in movies or the WWE if he doesn't, you know, cowtail to the CCP and beg their forgiveness by this video. That's absolutely right. I've never seen such embarrassing groveling in an apology ever in my entire life, and I don't even know Mandarin, but I could tell it was the most embarrassing groveling I've ever seen. Go ahead. Just just a look on just a look on his face. You can tell like he he's like please please I please forgive me for what I've done. But he should have stuck to what he said before because now the American people just see him as weak and not someone they should aspire to. Yeah, actors I know in Hollywood tell me you can't even you can't even dignify Taiwan at all as a country in a movie or or in any way glorify it. Or they will, um, you know, they'll come for your head. And how long before Russia catches on to this mode of controlling America, American sociological thought, if you will, Maureen, and um, and take on the same uh, template of the CCP? How long? I I think it's a very short time until that this happens if we don't put a stop to it and stand our ground and show that we will not tolerate this.
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Maureen, why I have you here, I want to check out our meme of the day with you. This is a fun part of our show. Let's roll it. Now here we have a Russian tank showing off the might of the Russian military and below that we have a very pretty looking U.S. Army tank and it is painted in some very inclusive colors and we also see that the tank prefers the pronouns they and them and Maureen, you know, this usually is a funny part of our show and this would be funny if it weren't becoming true under the Joe Biden Kamala Harris administration. It would not surprise me at all to see a tank that will look like this one. You're an Iraqi veteran. Tell us your thought on this meme and what is happening to our military. This must just make you practically crazy. It does. It's very sad to see that. And I do see the military going in that way and becoming not the military that I served in or my father and my family served in. Um, we're more about how people how people are feeling in the military these days than war fighting and uniform standards and hair standards and it's not not like where we see in the the Russian tank that they're focused on war fighting we need to be focusing on China and Russia and what could be our next wars instead of you know how the uniforms hair how people are feeling everything like that so it's it's sad but I see that being a very realistic future for the military under this administration if people and veterans do not stand up and say this is not okay. Yeah, well, Maureen Bannon, we appreciate your service and we appreciate your continued service to this country by being so brave and bold as to speak out as you do. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Thank you for having me, Dr. Gina. And today certainly was an amazing day to remember all of those who've served and who've made the ultimate sacrifice in fighting for our country, losing their lives. And it's important that we honor them not only today on Memorial Day, but every day in remembering our veterans who have served and given us our freedom. Thanks for joining me on this very special Memorial Day. God bless America, and thank you to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice. Live from Studio B is up next, and as Dr. Gina always says, hug your children, love your God, go boldly now, and live the truth.